Why he fighting fighting this? Why? What? 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 What is his goal? Yo, welcome back to another episode of the Immigrant Section. It's your boy Abbas Wab saying thank you for tuning in. We got another banger for you today. This episode has not been on this. Yeah, what the fuck am I saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? This guy's not been. This is what happens when you overthink shit. But uh, my man here is actually an old friend. Fellow engineer, finally, we're going to have somebody on who's not like, man, anything but engineering. This guy's killing it. My guy, I ran into a show back in Kitchen. I'm like, bro, you got to come on the podcast. My guy, Alan Abbas. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bro, great last name, by the way, man. Appreciate it, Abbas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you for inviting me. Super excited to be here. And uh, love what you did to the studio. You like I, it? I've watched previous episodes and I can see the evolution of, of the design and the space so good work on that one thank you man i appreciate you yeah uh it is a work in progress i actually i think about it now almost like you know tony stark's like lab with like that working arm this is how i think of this room from a media point of view yes. you know like it's like jarvis connect the thing and then it'll be like this, this thing will like move or whatever i can see it's very modular and i really like the lighting on top i don't think they can see it in the camera but it's very well engineered thank you for that and just real quick what does modular mean just real quick. Um, <laughs> they have a good section. We like to find out words and definitions. I'm not really sure what it means, but a modular means small pieces that can fit together. For example, a building construction goes foundation, blah, blah, blah. Modular building, the bathroom will come in one piece and just pops in. Gotcha. Literally put it in. So it's a modular bathroom. Gotcha. And a lot of devices are modular. So when you're building a new iPhone, Maybe the camera part is a module. And oh, you just like put the sub-assemblies. Yeah, yes. sub-assemblies. Yes. Yo, this is going to be pure engineering talk. No, no, I love no. it. I'm at, no, I'm looking forward <laughs> to it, bro. It's nice. I haven't had this conversation in a minute, you know? I, you know, obviously we did the engineering thing. Bro, I, I just look back at the Waterloo days of what the hell we were up to, bro. You know what's funny? Looking back, you were that guy that actually loved to read back when no one was into reading at all. And we would just be like, fucking Alan, he's so extra. He loves this knowledge. He loves these fucking motivation books and I, like to Tim Robbins or whatever the fuck. Like Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. Yeah, see? Uh, what's it called? Um, what's the guy that does the Johnny Depp stuff? Tim Burton. Yes. Tim <laughs> Those Burton. Tim Burton books were crazy, bro. So motivational. Yeah, and it was very motivational hearing you guys make fun of it because it really pushed me to read even more. Um, and it's one thing. Um, I actually have a few books here we'll give away maybe at some point in the show. It's two of my favorite books. But Wait, I, give away? What do you mean by giveaway? Like whoever wants them can just let me know and I'll mail it to them. Dude, let me have them. Fuck everybody. <laughs> I'm serious. No, literally screw people. The Lean Startup. Okay, I actually have heard about this. Yo, see, this is the guy right here. So anyone that's thinking of starting something, you're not happy at your job and you want to learn some good principles uh, on how you can launch a Lean Startup, this is one of my favorite books on it. I read it 10 years ago. For the first time and i'd love to give it out to anyone so just let me know your address in canada and i'll ship it to you see this is the type of guy this is who does this this is guys just spreading knowledge taking the hit on shipping costs <laughs> paying to get it to you just to spread the knowledge next one 
Next one is uh, Super Freakonomics. If you're into podcasts, just look at their podcast. Super interesting everyday applications of economics. So prostitution economics is one of the chapters here. He goes to Chicago and he starts surveying people on the cost for different various things and he tabulates it. So things like that. If and at like the end, he gets a very competitively priced low <laughs> job. It's great. It's all he scores it. He leaves a review. It's all market research. And again, one of my favorite books, lots of pictures. So I like, you know, it's easy to reread. So it's very, <laughs> you know, so it's very consumable for the dumbasses out there. <laughs> so if you like this, just let me know your address. Yo, can I have that? I think I need the one with the pictures. Actually? Uh, actually, I will fuck with that one. Pick one. The lean startup I skimmed through this back in the day because... When I worked in a startup, everyone is like, dude, everyone's so cocky and like in, in tech, um, Silicon Valley. Oh, my God. You know, the moment that I knew I didn't belong, yeah. I was in China at a breakfast because I, I the company was launching a product in China mm -hmm. and I was operations program manager there. Which company? The car? They've died since they were called Auto at the time. Auto Lock. They pivoted hard. Okay, not but very creative in the naming. I yeah, guess, yeah. yeah. So all these ex Apple executives left Apple and tried to make like you know like the uh, digital lock that unlocks your front door. The Apple of it, because there's many on the market. They're trying to make like the beautiful, simplistic, like you know what I mean. But anyways, they're trying to launch this product in China, and there's a bunch of engineers there, and we're at breakfast one day, and all three of these engineers, they just keep talking, talking, and they're like, oh, MVP this and MVP that. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is an MVP? And they all looked, bro, they all, it was a table of four. Three of them looked at me at once, and we're like, minimal viable product. And I was like, ah! <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 100%. I was like, I need to get the fuck out of this country. I need to get the, like, they're all, ah, minimal viable product. Like, I was like, oh my God, get off my fucking ass, you it pricks. It, it does get annoying at times, but um, there are some useful situations in here that can be applied to your fitness. So what's the minimum viable fitness routine that will get you fit and that's somewhere this is how you do it also no um, i got no beef against mvp like i'm not saying like that whole concept is like null and void and, and useless i'm just saying the way they said it like uh like they all read the basic fucking you know bibles of startups over there and they're like yes. uh, a minimal viable product it should be obvious and they're all and dude it was funny is i was the senior guy there out of all, I was the senior most guy. Wow. No. <laughs> That's why I was like, guys, shut the fuck up. I got here with, I'm leading all of you and I got here just with charisma. I don't even give a fuck. <laughs> Be mindful of that. I don't even know what MVP is and you're asking me what we're going to do today. Don't forget that, all right? Fair Boom. Enough. Good you point. Know, just a little bit of an ego there. I'm like, I don't need to know minimal Bible. I cried in the fucking hotel that night. <laughs> I'm like, uh, look, I'm just looking at the hierarchy, the the structure hierarchy, like me above these guys, just did crying. Look, see, I above, I above. But but it, did it annoy you more or did it bother you more? It was just the tone that they all said mm. it like, how are you Pres here and not know MVP? Presumptuous. Yeah, like yeah, show yeah. Off it. Yeah, it was kind of like, and these all were guys that are like, the funny thing was, most of these guys were hired hands and so was I. Like, you know, like at, so you work right now at Amazon, mm -hmm. right? And this is your second stint at Amazon. Yes. And Amazon's not even a startup. It's a fucking multinational, but it's still seem based on what I read in the articles, it seems to have those inner workings of startup culture mm -hmm. in a massive corporation, you know? They the, try, they try. That's the goal. And the new teams 
especially the ones in Canada have that vibe. But when, once a team hits 500 people, there's only so much you can do to make it startup speed. Yeah, it's but 150 is that that limit, right? That tribal limit number. Exactly, exactly. The, I, I forget the name of the Dunbar's number. Yeah, yeah, 150. 150. Beyond that number, it's hard to have a society because that's the maximum number of people in a tribe. Yeah, you don't know who's good at what. You don't know who's bad at what. There's no accountability. All that shit is just gone. Exactly, 100%. Bro, I remember when you first got a job at Amazon and moved to Vancouver. Back then, it was like... If you were at Amazon for one year, you were considered a veteran. Yes. Is it still like that? Like boot camp hellish, like, you know, and I, the, the, the HR lawyers at Amazon are like, watch your step. Careful now. Careful. They're just watching this video. <laughs> no. Track carefully. You're on thin ice and we're suing. No, no. Like as if they have a like time to give a fuck about this. But like, has it relaxed a little bit since... Bezos leaving or is it still like his legacy tyrancy <laughs> is still there? So he left July of last year. So it's almost been a year. Yeah. And the idea of the new CEO and the Jassy is to be, you know, a more positive force. And um, as with any companies, we have leadership principles. And a new one that started last year is striving to be Earth's best employer. Whether they're doing it or not, that's it'll take time to tell. But there's at least the branding of trying to fix that culture problem. But to answer your question, it's still like that. Yeah. Spending five years there. Uh, is hey, like, Amazon, here's step one to become Earth's best employer. Let your people use the bathroom. That's step one, <laughs> all right? That's step one. You know what I mean? Let them release their bladders, and then we could put you in the conversation of world's best employer, you know? like 100%. Dude, do you guys imagine just a comedian coming and just doing a set? I'm actually, I got hired by a, uh, a pharmaceutical company yeah. this Monday. I'm going in 10 a.m. to a sales team to do 20 minutes of stand-up for them before they kick off the day. That's amazing. I That's know, a really good idea. Isn't that hilarious? Where uh, I was like, I've never set an alarm to go do stand-up. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, oh, rise and shine. Like literally breakfast before stand-up. I've never done that. But I'm going to watch Wolf of Wall Street tomorrow just to get back in that mindset of sales. I, I think you'll have fun. Is it? Uh, can you curse? I'm going to do everything. No, yeah, no rules. For, yeah, I'm going to make fun of the product like crazy. <laughs> the product is so, like, you can make fun of it. It's a numbing cream. Oh, my God. Like, you put it on, it's like you put it on your face, and then um, you they do microblading or tattooing or something. It's a numbing cream, right? Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, who do you guys hate here the most? All right? <laughs> they say, we're going to have a slapping competition. Don't worry, we're going to put this shit on their face. First. <laughs> so it'll be ethical, you know what I mean? There's going to be a lot of material there. Oh, um, I can't wait. Because salespeople are like pretty rough-edged when it comes down mm. to like when you look at the corporate entity, the yes. salespeople are probably the ones who are going to be able to take a joke best. They should. They right? should be. I hope so. But good luck with that. And uh, <laughs> Good luck with that. I, I'm saying imagine Amazon had that in the big depots. I think it will be tough not to laugh at a lot of the shit that goes on there um and i think someone like you who who might write stand-up material for that oh my god i don't even think you need to go there you can post it online yeah. amazon warehouse stand-up yeah it'll right. go viral he's like guys for all of you holding your bladders right now <laughs> just remember jeff bezos has 200 billion dollars all right that'll help you hold your bladder i hope he has all the money in the world if that can help you hold your bladder 
Just be mindful of that. Or, oh, we got someone peeing. Can we get a paper towel here? You know? <laughs> oh, can't hold their bladder, you know? I actually got a puppy right now fucking peeing everywhere. I imagine that's what it's like at Amazon Depot. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Just pee puddles. I can't do it. it They're is- dragging him away. His KPIs have fallen off. <laughs> Please, I got a mortgage. Come on, buddy. Let's go. You've been warned. That's your second sneeze today, buddy. <laughs> Man, these... these uh- on a more serious note, these happen a lot in the big, huge warehouses, which we do not have in Canada because yeah. we're all uh, just the volume is a lot less. Yeah. So we don't see like I've worked in the warehouses and the delivery stations. I've heard a lot of these stories from the U.S., but I've never seen it in, in Canada. Gotcha. You need to have these like massive. We're talking like the, the one here is 500,000 square feet and there it's like four million, eight times as big. It's like four floors from end to end, 15, 20 minute walk. We Jesus don't have we don't Christ. have those huge warehouses here. So you can always find a bathroom. Those massive ones have microclimates in them. huh? I assume so. My yeah. buddy uh, JD was telling me about that because mm-hmm. he was servicing some batteries. Huge like um, what's it called? One Like a depot type. Yeah, people yeah. with a bunch of like my buddy JD's got a, a battery forklift battery company and he was going to these people He's saying it was so big that one corner would have snow literally frost the other corner would have like precipitation like they have microclimates in this fucking thing dude they are massive huge. yeah where they like a, account for the curvature of the earth right <laughs> I, I I don't think it's that intense but I can when they're really... like a couple football fields long they have to be don't they I mean, as a civil engineer, you should know this. That like I should, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I you don't. guys would have taken this. Hmm. So, I've not worked as a civil engineer for a year since I graduated. I've started in operations, and every single year I try to move away from the civil. So I, I what's your title right now? Um, product and customer insights manager. Oh shit! Yes. Okay. <laughs> Six figures. <laughs> That's for sure. Six. <laughs> I love it. That's what I got, man. I love it, man. That's I mean, I got into I mean, it's not like I ever did nano, you know? And we knew back in Waterloo, we knew none of us were gonna be doing a nano thing. What the fuck is a nano? I thing? mean, yes, it's so advanced that who's people don't an undergrad. Pe- yeah. yeah, people don't don't necessarily know the impact and the knowledge, but it's very transferable. The branding is strong there. And I think the branding helps even Till this day, as you do this comedy, yeah, you think so? I think being an engineer uh, graduate, the the look at the studio. I think there's a lot of sound engineering here that you would have had to hire someone a long time ago that you maybe couldn't afford. But now you have a producer and you've set up your workflows in a very optimized manner. I think. Otherwise, how would you do once a week for three years? That's like mind blowing to me. That's, yeah, is that is that accurate? How, how yes. That's, yeah, this is episode. I, who knows what this this will be episode 150 something one a week so 52 wow. in a year that's just quick math you know what i mean one plus one minus four is three quick math or whatever the fuck yeah yeah man it's been a, a long ride bro it's been a long ride man like just trying to get processes and i i have you know Firas, our buddy like all these all of my engineering friends can take this Making it like leaner and making it more like um, streamlined. Streamlined. They can take that to the way next level, dude. Right. At one point, I used to try to post clips of the podcast on Reddit. Yes, but Reddit has a karma system where mm-hmm. they you can only post if you yourself are involved in the community, mm-hmm. whether you've commented in the past, blah 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 blah. This that that this. So I went to Faraz and I had him create a bot that would 
post repost the last one thousandth post on our videos every like two hours. So we would generate the karma I needed, auto generate the karma I needed to be able to post. And still, till this day, my most viral clips on my channel, How Arabs Haggle with Most Married, early on, yeah. that's the most viral clip I ever had. I've just shared it with a bunch of people like this week. Yeah, yeah. that one with 20,000 views, that one was hacked through Reddit. I mean, once it gets in front of the people, the content is great. It's yes. just becoming a, a visible signal in the ocean of content, right? That's mm -hmm. the difficult thing. But Reddit wisened up to that shit and they, they knew it was a bot. They canceled it. We redid it again. Then they canceled it even faster. So I was like, damn it. Back to just organic growth. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, Fuck. So what would the bot do? Repost the same video to a no, random whatever subreddit? the 1,000th last video on our video was in that moment of time. So it's always a different video. Okay. It'll just take that link and repost it. Where? Like On our videos. Oh. In Reddit, the video subreddit. Okay, and that would and then it would And then I, I wrote a list of 30 um comments ha, ha lol why am i up this late anybody else high right now like all of these general ones and it would blast those random comments in like every like whatever intervals all day so it's constantly generating karma so i could just post however much i wanted i see you know okay i got it because you now. need like 20 karma to make a without post. karma you can't even post. you you can't you can't got be it, involved got it, got yeah. it. interesting yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can't be involved as like a a, con a contributor you can just comment. Yeah, you can comment. So you comment and then you, you do some other stuff and then uh, you build it and then it was working for a while. But see, that is the power of engineering. That's the power of Faraz being like, bro. Automation. Gonna, yeah, automation, bro. I'm saying that is when I was like, oh, shit, fuck. You're not going to fuck with me. You know what I mean? But I then they, they, they got wise to that shit. We'll, we'll engineer something even better. I mean, it, it, it's grown. And now I have the body of work, right? We were talking about uh, Navalo Ravinkant, right? Yes, Navalo. Who, if you don't know it, him, you know, he's pretty much self-made Indian billionaire who's now like social guru. And like we're talking, this motherfucker is just two podcasts away from a new religion. You know, he just needs <laughs> to grow his hair out, get some long hair. He can yes. have a cult tomorrow, 100%. especially with his voice. It's almost as if he never stops to think, you know, he always says he doesn't prepare for podcast. He doesn't have any notes. He just turns on the camera and speaks. Yes. And he's listening to himself for the first time with you, the listener. So he doesn't know what's coming out, but it's always mind-blowing shit. Yeah, he's just so high level. But at sometimes I listen to his podcast and it's just too high level. You know, it's like they're just talking about like, inf like uh, concepts of infinity and how they relate to the universe. I'm like, motherfucker, I'm I'm trying to pay my rent. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, like he's so far gone. He it's has the privilege uh, to uh, to be able to kind of like humor these conversations a little bit. And it's fun to listen to, but when he goes in on specific approaches, he did a whole thing, part one, two, three, how to angel invest. Really? Yeah, I, it I was on his uh, podcast, Naval. Is it how to get rich? No, how? it's how to angel invest. I haven't seen that it's one. It's great. It's great. And for a person that has is like broke and like, I'm not like broke, but like I'm nowhere near the money of like I'm an angel investor. But it was still very interesting to listen to. Like how to, you know, how to choose the talent, how to like assess people. He goes by character. He goes by character, character but he goes first. by the numbers and character. So it's like, if I believe in you, let's take a look at deep that. Let's do our due diligence. Exactly. If the, I believe the in you. The character is the deal breaker for him. If you cannot trust the character, he'll never invest. 
By the way, you have what's the so the Naval has a thing called um, the Almanac, right? Which I've sent mm. to my buddies a couple times. All my buddies that are like doing like not feeling their work and stuff mm-hmm. and want to do like a career transition or something, like I'll send this thing to them. And it's the most it's the most clear cut explanation of like yo, you got to you got to fuck with what you're doing. And like get out of the mindset of like it really shows you this whole mindset we got sold into is rent your time to corporations, right? Yes, whore out your time. Whore out your time. And it you used to paid. be even worse. Now it's like work life balance. Forty hours. Now it's forty hours and work life balance. Oh, I'm still, you know, I'm working from Bali. You're still mm-hmm. selling your time from Bali. But at least, you know, the climate's good, right? <laughs> it's better than what it used to be of like People were so brainwashed back in the day where it's like, I worked 90 hours this week. I was like, oh, did you hear that? Like, yeah. they would applaud, be like, I did a 100-hour week. Like, it's something to brag about, you know? Yeah. And you try to out, out it's do like, it. I, yeah, I did 105. I did a fucking, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Last fucking Christmas, I pulled 105. I pulled seven days straight. I put, yeah, I put seven 12 hours. That's a man <laughs> right there. You know what I mean? Like, How did you come across the Naval uh, Almanac? It's just a book. For when I listened to him on, yeah, it's on, it, Google it. It's on, it's, it's PDF for free online. It's available for free by by Naval. He, yeah, he doesn't want any money for it. I have, I have that shit bookmarked and I and I skimmed through it. I got my buddies to read it all the time. I love it, dude. I just love it, and it's so clear cut and just like it kind of it. If you read it with an open mind, it should burst the bubble of like what this old system we really got sold into is. Which he said, whore out your time, right? Yes. 100%. Rather than be like his whole thing is specific knowledge. Whatever you're truly interested in, whatever you're truly driven to learn about without a paycheck, fucking double down on that shit. Lean mm. into that thing, that thing that you don't have to get a paycheck to actually like uh, immerse yourself into. Because then you're gaining specific knowledge from that. And then you can Correct. get paid from specific knowledge, not as a function of the hours you put in, but as a project instead. Yes, and he goes into depth on so what you described, getting specific knowledge, translating that into wealth. This mechanism, he breaks down, what is wealth? What is money? Money comes from wealth. What is wealth? He breaks down that I concept that I never understood. Money and wealth are different. So exactly what you said, specific knowledge. Have you read it recently? I haven't read it recently. What did he say when it came to that mechanism? Do you remember? Uh, so the mechanism is detailed in his video, How to Get Rich, which is three hours long. But essentially, it's the opposite of renting out your time. It's creating uh, wealth creation machines. A company would be a good example of that. This podcast is reliant on your time. So it is not a wealth creation machine. But let's say you hire someone to sit in your shoes and do exactly what you want and you set up all the rules for them. Then you can leave for a year and come back and there has been wealth created. Maybe not monetary, but content insights yeah, equity interviews. what it is yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah so that's 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 the distinction he he focuses on a lot and just especially in like with, with regards to like all these type of things you could do like let's say you love you're a carpenter you love working with your hands right and you you, you love building sheds you know to yeah. make more money you got to build more sheds right in the traditional in the traditional right assuming yeah. you don't make a business hire a bunch of carpenters obviously this is the business approach of it but i'm talking about doing the thing yourself yes i forget what he worded but zero cost of scaling or something like that that is that's why that's why i doubled down so hard on the podcast because i was like this is serving me in a way even though i'm not i don't have any like advertisers you know what i mean or anything like that by the way if you want to support the show patreon.com slash the immigrant section People don't support the show. If you fuck with the show, go to patreon.com slash the immigrant section. 
support this show, get behind the scenes content, all that shit. But the point is that like zero cost of scaling. So it's like if when if Rogan mentions me tomorrow, if I break it through the thing or five years from now. Or tomorrow. Or tomorrow, whatever the more fuck. way more likely than five years. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So let's <laughs> say that. No, I mean you're you're uh you're being very generous right now when no. you say that. But five years I say is more realistic, right? I'm only thirty. But like, let's say he does mention me tomorrow, and there's this giant spike of traffic, mm-hmm. and my shit gets played and watched one hundred thousand times more than it currently is. Mm-hmm. It requires no extra work from me. Absolutely, that is zero cost of scaling. He says invest in something like that. This is why he's always pushing for app creation, software, uh, SaaS, like Videos, SAS, media video, creation, media creation. When I and I got like linked into Naval back in 2019 when I just kicked off the podcast. And when I read all this shit, I was like, oh, I can never stop. Because another the main thing he drives home is compound interest. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. That's the main point he drives home. And whatever you do, it's so easy to quit because the turning point has not quite happened the in the compound point. interest of the body of work that you're doing. So it's like maybe it's episode two hundred and nine mm-hmm. that fucking just does something to the internet and it just like this huge spike happens in traffic and there's 208 other episodes for people to linger in right it's not one episode one type deal there's a body of work to fall back on and there's followers that are going to stick there's fans that are going to be created so you're right you're building the infrastructure that will sustain rapid growth in the future when it does happen exactly Exactly. So that's the reason, to be honest with you, Naval is actually one of the main reasons I never stopped. Really? Even though like I had minimal growth, very like, I I pictured this thing go, whoosh, I'm like, man, immigrant section, bro, immigrant. <laughs> no, it's not you know, linear. I don't no, think it'll be linear. No, no, no. It's still like, it's it's been like, it's grown, but mm. it's like, I think there's going to be that exponential point. I'm 100% you know? sure about it. If you think, I'm sure about it. Okay. Uh, then I definitely think. That, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, I got to say, I think, but... but, but but let's take more. Uh, let's talk more about the Naval thing, the zero cost of reproduction, because yes. it's a really useful idea, and it only is possible because the gatekeepers have dissolved. And this is something I've heard him say: gatekeepers, as in you trying to start comedy twenty years ago, you couldn't have just created a YouTube account and did your own thing. You had to go through the powers to be had to be like you are worthy. Step forward. The gatekeepers. Yes. If you wanted to be a journalist, you had to go to an agency. The Washington now, Post had to be like. Yes. No, you just create an account, five seconds. Um, education, you have to go to university, and that's sl- it's not fully dissolved, but it's dissolving. So this is all enabled by the technology that we're, we're witnessing. People like us have literally witnessed it. When we were in primary school, there was no idea of a podcast sitting and talking to someone, putting it, what is it? It's like Howard Stern radio. It was purely radio. Yeah. In your car, you get it. And now it's so common and so nice and it's changing the world. So I, I really enjoy it. And that's where I'm heading next. Not podcasting per se, but something as per the Naval principle, something easy to reproduce, something that can scale, something that can create wealth. I love it. Why don't you start a podcast? You Like the way you brought these books, you might as well start a podcast in this shit. You were so like, I feel like, you, do you have a lot of books? I do have a lot, but I try to give them away once I'm done. And my only request, if you take one of them, if you don't read it by the end of the year, give it to someone who will next year. Propagating the knowledge. Yes. I love it. I love it. Do you, li- do you fuck with uh, Yuval Noah Harari? I have tried. I think it was a little too advanced to me. I went halfway through the book yeah. and then I watched, yeah. I watched the summary of the book online yeah. to j- just get it. It's, it's one of those books that will literally increase your IQ 
by a point or two. Yeah, I always I'm like, man, that needs to be in the high school curriculum. It yes. can be in the high school curriculum, you know. I, I I listened to it as an audio book, re- you know, dictated by him, so it was fucking sick because he's reading his own writing. But like, man, that that shit is just so comprehensive in one thing. I'm like, this is like, people could fucking. This makes more sense to worship, yes, <laughs> than any other a- any other thing, you know. Absolutely, and he has a segment on YouTube on the the recent events in the Ukraine and and his understanding of the world is way beyond just assembling facts together. It's a deep understanding. You know how he achieves it? I assume by a lot of uh, reading and thinking and reflecting. Two hours of meditation daily. He he said that? He said his whole life changed when someone forced him to come to a 10-day meditation retreat or something like that. Yuval or Naval? No, 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 not Naval. Naval's So Naval does that too. Naval does that, yeah. But Yuval Noel Harari? Yes. That's what happened with him. The way he was able to like, that motherfucker took... All of the teachings from biology, astronomy, yes, social sciences, history, fucking just synthesized all that. Yeah, no, just meditated deeply and then combined everything in a way we just haven't seen. Like literally, it looks like it was generated by AI sapiens. Yes, it's so comprehensive and so many like branches of our human evolution it's like dude this looks like this doesn't look like a human put this together i think so too if an alien species studied us it would be sapiens and they would label it as sapiens yeah and it would be this it would be this book and it's a really good summary like i I the description of money is what i was like wow no i have never even read this you know another book called guns germs and steel uh i've heard of it i haven't read it yeah. i heard it's a mind-blowing book as i well. have it here you can borrow if you want really yeah nice yeah, i'm yeah. down yeah it's dense too jared gerald diamond something yeah yeah something like that yes. but uh, it's dense but it's fucking awesome it's like the premise is like the societies that the societies that are leading the world now for the most part are the ones who got exposed to gut germs first so the ones who dipped from hunter-gatherer became agriculture first started living with a bunch of cows and sheep around them started getting the germs of them getting sick dying but then in generations building immunity you know what i mean the ones who had access to metal and stuff like that so guns germs and steel so then when they started going to all these other like places now they have like facilitated themselves with all this innovation because of like raw materials and now they're going to these uncolonized people who are still living full hunter gather mm-hmm. and they don't have the immunity they built so they all die right away right when they arrive so it's like the people that got access to like started living in like agricultural city town styles first mm-hmm. their immunities actually increased way more and then they eventually started take they're like why is new york way more advanced than like papua new guinea like this is like is it that the the Papua New Guinea people are, are inherently less to have a lower capacity. Unlikely. Like then, this is kind of like the idea that th- this is the hypothesis hypothesis they go off of, and it's fucking sick, but it's super dense. What about the steel part? Some what is I, that? For, I forget. I, I like I read it a while back, and to be honest, I only read half of it, and uh, I was like, I, I was like, this other half, I'll leave this for a fucking half, flight to Australia. Half is good. Don't let not finishing a book stop you from the next one. That's from Naval too. Read it. Pick up one page. You've done. Throw the book. Buy a new one. It's That's another bucks. thing too, man. That he guy, changed the way I read exactly. books. Exactly. Because he used. To, he says, um, read what you love until you love to read. Yes. Right. Yes. Which I exactly. fucked with because I used to always be like, I gotta finish it. I'm nothing if I don't finish yes, it. Yes, and you feel guilty if you have half a book and you don't get the next one. He's like, I give it a it. chapter. I give it two, three pages. <laughs> Done. You know. Yeah. He he's always reading like 10, 20 books at a time. 
you might read one chapter and throw the book. I, I adopted that philosophy. I really like it. It actually made me think of a, like, you know, his backstory. He says that his mom worked many jobs. So after school, he would just be in the library all the time, just killing time, reading yes. everything. Yes. It's, I love these backstories that are like, they they just make sense. You it know, makes sense. it's like a movie. It's he was like, in a sketchy area. He's in, in New nerd. York. Yeah. That's such an easy kid to pick on. Be like, this guy's always in the fucking library, man. Next thing, it's like Look millions of people in the world are like, Naval said this. So I'm doing, I just sold my house because Naval said it's time <laughs> to go into NFTs. All Man, hail Naval. There, there, there's a, also posted last week, the creator of Ethereum, who was in our university when we were in university. I don't know if you knew oh, that. Oh, I didn't know that. Vitalik Buterin, check, them, check him out. He entered 2009. And Same year as us, huh? And the next year he won 100,000 dollar grant from the peter Thiel foundation uh, one of the paypal mafia and then he went and developed ethereum with that money and ditched school he's never graduated from waterloo but he was walking the same hallways we were yeah during our time and he's like a billionaire probably right and there's a, no a podcast of naval interviewing him so that you should check out is it good i haven't gone all the way through but so far it's amazing like, yeah every word said is is uh, it absorbable or is it like just next level like Tech uh, so, to tech conversation. Some, to be honest, sometimes it goes above my head. But yeah, Naval does that a lot. It's like he'll be like, "Yeah, it's a zero sum game." I don't know what I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, but I like it. I'm just I'm like, gonna oh, say shit, it. modular. Okay, that's just <laughs> modular as fuck right there. No, it's definitely someone I'd love to have as a mentor, and you can all have him as a mentor by just following what he says. By the way, having worked in a bunch of different startups, you have total CEO startup vibe. You need. Are you gonna? Are you gonna kick off your own thing? Is I, it like? Is it like a, a dream you have? Are you, you working on some shit? It used to be, but after listening to <laughs> Naval enough, I really questioned if I really want that or do I really want the prestige from having a company and the power. That, exactly. That's so, a good question. So I don't think so. Maybe in the future, if something aligns with my. To answer your question of why I don't have a podcast, I don't have enough specific knowledge in a field to warrant. Uh, a platform to share that yet gotcha I, I don't know i think you're counting yourself short to be honest dude because a lot of this stuff when i listen to a podcast i'm not looking like me specifically mm -hmm. and it turns out according you know i told you i'm going to this pod fest in orlando it turns out the most popular podcasts are comedy and meditation so not necessarily fact truth seeking podcasts Got these it. are entertainment and wellness Right. And you literally are like all your shit is in just like being all since I've known you, it's been like evolving self-improvement as a human and working out and fucking deadlifting <laughs> and traveling like it's that shit. You got that. Who's the guy that did the four hour work week? Uh, Tim Ferriss. Yeah. You got that Tim Ferriss vibe. I really love Tim Ferriss. Yeah. You um, got that vibe, dude. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not saying it. like, dude, start a podcast. Everyone start podcast because you said once the gatekeepers went away. Yes. It was sick because now we don't need them. But as a result, the noise. there was 100 of us behind this door that three could come through and the door got hit. And now we're all like, ah, you know? and, yes. and 80 had no business through the door. hundred you know? percent. 20 possibly had a. They, they should be through that door and then get weeded out. But 80 had no business. And now it's like, how do you, uh, we're all, th we're all running forward, right? The, it increases the level of noise. Exactly. 99 out of a hundred podcasts are not going to be there in five years. Uh, 90% are crap, but it's okay. The market will tell you what's working. The views are your, 
uh, litmus test. That's money. Yeah, it's like sales, right? The money, yeah. if the money is coming, then it's working. So don't worry, let let it be that way and the free market will take care of what's good is going to rise on the top thanks to the algorithms that we all trust and love. We don't. But that, yeah, exactly. But that's not, see, now the algorithms, see, that's the tough thing, right? Because the algorithms don't, it's it's a tough spot. The They're not there don't necessarily yet. prioritize what's good. They prioritize what maximize view time. And if you're watching something that keeps cutting and like you never really have a chance to exit, mm -hmm. then in the end, you finish the 15 minute video, you would have exited if it was a little slower cut. You know, they're they're editing it in a way to cater towards lower attention spans. 100%. But is it better content? Who's to say? People watch longer, whereas somebody does a 15 minute video that like the 10% of people that actually watched it fuck with it heavy. Mm -hmm. But the algorithm is going to be like, hey, you know, we're trying to keep people on the platform so we can show ads. First and foremost, that is the main directive of all of these people. 100%. To keep them on here as long as possible. So that's what they push. They keep they push the thing that makes people watch. So it's like, the, so it may not be like, this is my story. What It may be like, don't. Don't leave this video before the end, because at the end, I tell you it. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. It it's, might be. It's so not the, the better. It's not the better. Better it, is not the right it's word. It's the better. It's the. It's like the more algorithm tailored content. You know, mm -hmm. and it's tough. It's tough. It's like I, as a guy who like didn't grow up in this evolving YouTube landscape, it's difficult because now I feel like I'm playing catch up all the time, and the algorithm's changing all the time. Like I didn't know this, but it's like if you don't like this video. I would rather you click dislike because it's an engagement, an engagement metric. Exactly, people don't realize that, you know. Yeah, so it's dis like dislike it, this video. Exactly, no. <laughs> like like if you fuck with the video, if you fuck with this, leave a comment, say say thumbs up. That you're helping the content more than more than you know. Like that is the way to do it. You know what I mean? You don't have to go and do this and that. Just hit a like, go engage with it in some way. Even dislike that people go, oh, fuck, people, so, this created, garnered an emotional response. Yes. Show it to more people. For sure. So anything you don't like, just specify it out in the comments, multiple comments if needed. Yeah, I really exactly. want to understand what Get you don't like. Get in the conversation. Like. Yeah. yeah, in the comments. Look at this guy just parking hard out. I just love watching people struggle parking up here. Oh, fuck. Oh, I wish I had a camera that just showed the parking situation up there, but fuck it. Uh, my guy. Okay. Oh, we never even got into fucking Syria, Kurdistan, bro. It's the immigrant section. We gotta get into it for you know? sure. For sure. My guy, half Syrian, half Kurdish, just yes. looks Arab as fuck. You know. Thank you. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you do. I mean, let's admit it, right? That's. I respect your opinion for sure. Me and my guy, we're both guys that balled it early so that's why we could connect from a young age i don't think yours was too early yours man. was tragic yeah, early yeah. tragically early i think it was but it made you become a man faster though right yeah it's Did not it tragic because i don't struggle with it at all or think about it anymore because i balled it when i was 19 and 20. yeah that's in, what I'm saying. In, in engineering school yeah, yeah yeah i mean as a result you know there's i did a bit about it a while back of like Look at how proud this guy is. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, this guy him. just parked it. He's literally going like this with the chick he's at. But uh, <laughs> so many engineers will enter with hair and leave without hair. Like I did a bit like, where the prof is like, you know how they go, look to your left, look to your right. One of you will not be graduating. Oh, yeah, it's like, with the look bump. to your left, look to your right. Both of you will be bald. <laughs> it's like a I chick. Like, that. like, fuck. I like that. But it will, the stress of it and then like the pressure and like, I don't know what it is. I mean... 
statistically 50% 50 of men are gonna bald at some point in some level so if you're expediting your stress in this few years of engineering that you may not necessarily like enjoy or love then maybe it will affect your hair but I just want to talk about Jeff Bezos, the richest bald guy in the world. Oh, shit. Why doesn't he plant hair and go to Turkey or India? or I mean, Turkey. Let's, see, let's just be honest. It's Turkey. Pay right? that 5,000. Yeah. Yes. Why, why doesn't he do it? I've wondered about that. Because he beat the game already. Right? He beat the game. You it, know? It's a flex of some level. If, bro, did you see him? He's on like <laughs> testosterone re-enhancement. He's jacked. No, not anymore. He's he with women a third of his age. Oh yeah, he's he's calmed down on the he, bench press. He's pressing. going to space. That's the fucking <laughs> motherfucker is in space constantly. These niggas in these fucking depots can't even pee. This guy's in space. Like, hold tight, Johnny. Uh, oh You'll God. pee soon. But I mean, why would you get hair at that point? It's he's in his sixties, isn't he? Um, he's yeah, maybe he's sixty. But most affluent people who have the means for it end up getting hair because we never find out about them like johnny depp for example or tom cruise they would you wouldn't even notice the balding because they will tackle it they will, yeah they will address it immediately because it's like the the cost associated with it with their career is way too high like you can mm. yeah same with what's his name fucking right. um matthew mcconaughey he's a like a very uh famous case study of like that guy was like got hair plugs and was like dealing with that but because he's like his whole thing if matthew mcconaughey goes bald it's like it's like bruce willis bro bruce willis you can see clearly see what baldness did to his career it ruined it, it didn't ruin it but no. it changed all the roles he could get pretty much but and he's still kicking ass right? yeah but he dipped for like 20 years Wait, same bruce, with fucking bruce willis dude die like, hard die hard yeah. okay I thought as the diehards go bald. on, you could just see the shit moving back. You know, the only thing dying was his hairline. You know, like that's <laughs> the shit moving back. What's his name in Pulp Fiction? The guy uh, opposite uh, Samuel Jackson. Mm, I don't recall. From, from Greece, man. And, uh, oh, John Travolta. John Travolta, crazy. Like another. So many of the guys in Hollywood balding issues. Like you said, they have like crazy balding or hair technicians and fucking hair yeah. signs in Hollywood. Yeah, half men will bald eventually. So I think it's actually crazy that we don't see it more often because a lot of people are tackling it. But you know what? Do what you like. If it bothers you enough, plan the hair. If it get over it, get over it. Like there's no rules. There's no wrong decisions. Just do what feels right for you. But you keep in mind, it's easy for you to say because you you're over six feet. You're like six two or some shit, right? I'm six. You're okay. So. Yeah. Motherfuckers in the six foot range, baldness, like, ah, whatever, right? You know? True. I mean, right? It, 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 you're telling a 5'4 guy, just deal with baldness. He's like, fuck you. <laughs> no, I'm going to Turkey right now, dude. So, no, he can go to tougher. Turkey. It is tough. I mean, it, it, let's be honest, right? It is tough for sure. gives baldness. You're like, ah, yeah. Also, you can't have it all, right? Less people can physically see it when you're higher up. Exactly. <laughs> They're just like, that guy's got a thick beard. You're like, keep <laughs> focusing on that, you short prick. Oh, yeah. And balding without a beard is another challenge also. You're, we're lucky with the beards. Yeah. The Alhamdulillah for that, man. God bless me, man. It went in the top. It must come in in the bottom. Exactly. Call it hair math. Hair math. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, I just have a distri hair distribution problem. Like there yeah, is yeah, hair no, everywhere, bit, yeah. but I'm just like, not the direct yeah, exactly. places. It, I got to have the same amount of hairs on my head. doesn't matter where <laughs> they go. It's a supply chain problem. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's such an engineer. I love it. Actually, let me say this. Um, and I will get back to, um, I do some questions at the end about uh, 
you know your background but i actually want to know like what is amazon one day shipping is like that's already like around i think i've gotten one day shipping with a bunch of in stuff. most major same, cities in canada same yes. day. Yeah. yeah what is the next thing so shipping wise the obvious progression there was two day shipping one day shipping and then same day exactly and then one hour two hour two hour which is prime now and one hour that's the progression it's not going to come to every city but new york for example has it for a selection of all the major major cities in north america the us specifically have the two hour delivery yeah on a selection of items so that's the natural progression is so that's this. like you know, what paper towels like the the home Ex- high velocity items exactly high what, velocity what? ones that are needed constantly like yes what? the ones that cycle through a lot for example new release of fifa 2022 and you know you're going to sell 200,000. Yeah. So you can move those to the critical locations where within that to service that like population like downtown center. New York because yeah. you can't have a warehouse in those places. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes we're literally the truck is your storage. Oh no so way. It's very complex logistically to do one hour delivery. It's yeah, very, dude, that's very what, complex. Yeah, I'm saying how the fuck do you even do that cuz like you would you wouldn't be able to stop. It would be this is the ultimate application of this fucking lean startup shit. Like there's no it's maximum lean. There's no depot. There's no. It's like going from the ma- the manufacturer. It's coming off the line. <laughs> they're just putting it in a car and driving it an address. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's really tough. And Toronto doesn't have it until now. Although it will be coming at some point. I don't know when. Mm, and the next progression of that is more convenient. So the two things Amazon will always do is get you things cheaper and faster. It's that simple. That's yeah. what we focus on. So think of like a drone coming and dropping something because you don't want to wait three days. Yeah. Is I, that illegally? Does Canada allow drones to deliver yet? I don't know the legal aspect, but in the UK we have... Uh, this is active in the UK. This is active in the UK. They have the approvals from the equivalent of the aviation authority of... Yeah, the airspace. I haven't yeah. heard about anything like that in Canada. But I won't be surprised. Like it's the natural progression of things. Every, the the copters, or what do you call it? the drones, are going to be so cheap, and they are already that everyone can afford one. So the regulation has to catch up. Gotcha. Yeah. Same way with cryptocurrencies. Same Pre- way with uh, autopilot in city with fucking Teslas and shit like that. Yes. Like, well, tell me about that. What uh, is it allowed in big cities? It's allowed on the highway and stuff. You know what annoys me about the autopilot shit? It's like. All of the hardware and all of the capability is there, but the all of like the municipalities are like ah, you know what I mean? Like like I think in China they allow it fully. Yeah. But like here that like uh, here what pisses me off like in Toronto specifically they'll set up speed cameras everywhere to give you tickets like crazy, but they won't allow autopilot driving that will just like that is like statistically much safer than a human operating the vehicle. <clears throat> And for sure will not get that ticket. So it's like they're almost it's almost like they're exploiting this final couple of years before autopilot goes live. Will they like get speeding cameras from everyone? Because the because the autopilot will not go in excess of what that they'll know the speeding cameras there, they'll know what this and you cannot get a ticket. Uh, I'm sure unless you over you know, overdrive it and you fuck yourself up. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. I don't know. I don't know why they do that, but it could be exactly what you said, like we're going to lose this source Capital. of revenue. Yeah. Capitalism. Yeah, but I didn't know it's not allowed. I'm going to be driving my first Tesla next tomorrow or Monday. It's allowed on the highway, but you got to 
you got to have your hand on the steering wheel to prove that you know there's like a right. uh human sitting there but then there's like hand yeah sleep. there's easy workarounds oh people just put a little weight thing a u-shaped weight on the bottom really yeah something like that. people do a bunch of crazy <laughs> shit. yeah there's even the seat belts, there's a like just a seat belt buckle without the thing. You pop it so you don't hear the noise. Beep beep beep. You oh, people I mean? have that. Yes. Yeah. See like, that the that, seat belt without the belt. Is that just I think thing. is hilarious because that's <laughs> almost like natural selection. Like you're putting Imagine the effort. ordering it, clipping it in so you don't hear the beep, and then just hit getting into an accident and being wiped off the gene pool. You know what I mean? I'm that's sure it natural, happens, dude. I'm, that's natural <laughs> selection. I'm sure it happened. You and know, it will continue to happen. Like I get it for like low speeds if you're doing 50 kilometers and lower, but it's like, like my car, if I'm doing 30 and lower, it doesn't even beep. Oh yeah? Yeah. But once I get to that 40, 50, where it's like, I'm going to run an errand, I'll just fucking put the seatbelt on. Exactly. You know? The sound is annoying enough to, uh, to make you do the right thing. That's the point. But what I find interesting is the, I found domestic cars will always shut the fuck up. Like American made cars would shut the fuck up eventually. But I found like, Japanese and German, they do different. I've had all the types of cars, and I'm like yes. really into cars. Like the Germans will never stop. Really, it'll it, like it'll never stop. I've never noticed. Yeah, that. like a BMW would. I, I forget if my BMW stop. I know my Golf will never stop, but I remember the Sentra Woods, my Nissan Sentra. You get like four ding dings, like fuck, and then he's dead. Just go die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's dead. Fucked. And I know like Impalas and like American cars. A lot of them will stop because like. Because, you know, you can see Americans easily complaining about this fucking thing won't stop digging. Do you, you, know? do you think that's why? Yeah, 100%, dude. Just, I and I was involved in automotive engineering, bro. <laughs> the amount, you'll love this, dude. The amount of engineering that they engine, like I was involved on cars where it's the Euro model and the American model. Okay. And, and I'm with Chrysler hearing their like thought process with engineering. Like I used to make something called the uh, diesel exhaust, uh, you know, Diesel cars, yeah. they pollute so much, their exhaust. You have to spray this ammonia fluid called diesel exhaust fluid, DEF, okay. called Ad Blue, whatever. They spray it in there. On, it, on the? The exhaust stream. Okay. Before it hits the environment, it so reduces like a, a lot of the, the harmful nitrates to yeah, like just nitrous uh, dioxide, you know that, what I mean? Or N2, like it makes it benign gases for the atmosphere. Question, is that related to a catalytic converters or is that something else? that they put on, on the exhaust to just filter out. The catalytic converter does that for gas cars. Ah, uh, got it. You know, These and are I equivalent. think what it does is it, it, it'll it capture unburned fuel mm -hmm. and like kind of re reintroduce it to burn. I uh, I don't know. Yeah, but it has a bunch of platinum in it so it gets robbed all the time. That's all I know. <laughs> People robbed catalytic converters. But, uh, but on diesel cars, they have these things for big trucks. They have they always have two tanks. When you open up the gas cap of a big truck, yes. you you'll see two you'll see two uh, uh, filler tubes. Mm -hmm. Not one for gas, two. Got it. One for diesel, one for AdBlue, right? So they have to make the tank in America much bigger than the tank for Europe, because they because the range of a small tank is three thousand kilometers, right? Okay. The range of a big tank is much larger, right? In Europe. They assume a European can just, once their ad blue is up, they'll refill it. But in America, they assume that the Americans cannot do it. They so they make the quantity the, enough that it matches the service uh, interval. So anytime you go in for an oil change is the exact amount of time that you should be running at ad blue. So the technician can fill it for you because 
they're like, these people are retarded. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's wow. the, it's literally in the engineering. We're making a tank twice as big because they can't be trusted. And the failure modes that the F-150s get in America are like, you know, engineers have lessons learned list, right? Yes, yes. The failure modes you see in America, like America is where you come to make an end uh, to make to a product. It. To truly validate it in the field. Because the failure modes they see are like insane. You don't see this shit in Europe. Where it's like, you know what I mean? Like here, like someone will fully fill the ad blue with gas, even though the nozzle size does not allow for gas. Oh so they God. literally went and got a fucking funnel. Because you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I can see that. Happening. You know what I mean? Like, I can like see I didn't even get it. Like, like these are the fail- like and that that actually I miss. I really do miss that part of it. Like, which part? The just actually working to see a car coming together. Because I'm a big car guy, right? Mm. But like once you get bogged down by the bureaucracy of the bullshit. Which is very quickly. Very quick. Because um, Chrysler is such a big company that it's like no one. Like we're a supplier. Mm. We're like, hey guys, so you said that we wanted to. You guys said you wanted to add a clip because one of the harnesses is bouncing in the field. Mm. So now we're going to add a clip so we can lock that harness in, right? Mm. Very simple change. In theory. In theory. I, I mean, Chrysler's in practice. Like, okay, let's just, uh, we're going to do another design review. Okay, third design review. Very simple change. Okay, can you guys capture the CN, the change notice, the engineer, ECN, engineering change notice? Like, uh, and the engineering change requires six signatures. And there's always two guys you can never get a hold of. You know what I mean? Who who are like involved with so many things that once you got these four that are like your peers. Yes. It takes forever to get these two, and then these two have to consult these four to be like, "You saw this; it's good." And then these four are suddenly like, "Well, let's do another re- design review." <laughs> and it's like, "Fuck, dude!" Like, no one wants to be that signature where a failure happens in the field. Liability is on it, and liabilities no. And that was the nightmare. Like, fifteen thousand employees. Like, everyone's a number. Like, I was like, "Ugh, this is." Do you miss any parts of being in a corporate life, working with cars? What what do you enjoy most in your corporate life, if I may ask? I like going to manufacturing sites and just seeing their process. I like dealing with the manufacturing manager, the manufacturing engineer, because now they have a real process. This is like the real engineering. You know, we're all in a, I worked in a satellite office, sales and engineering. You know, we're mm-hmm. doing design reviews and stuff. But, but things come to life at the manufacturing plant. A lot of the process, this thing you designed yeah. is all paper and CAD. And then we cut the tool and now we're gonna go blow mold there. And now you have the process. Now you have the real boys, you know? Now we're cutting an ugly part that's too thin on this wall, too thick on this wall. Now we're gonna dial it in. How are we gonna dial it in? Like, I love seeing that shit because it was like, oh, it's coming in too thin. We're gonna run it again. Like, it's all like quick. It's happening right now, you know? Versus the slow, iterative process of being like, all right, we have a design review. Uh, next week, obviously, we're all Thanksgiving. So we're, we're going to, and then we have a lot of uh, reviews the week after. So let's touch base in three weeks. And you're like, this, this is, I relate to you a lot. I used to be in operations and now I'm in the more corporate, uh, you know, design reviews for six weeks kind of thing. But in operations, it's exactly like that. We have 300,000 orders this week. Good luck. It has to exit the facility. I like Things that. has to move. Yeah. Go, go. It's military The line style. is not fast. Yeah. The packing station, the, the, the plan. It's fires, fires, fires. Yeah. You're, like a, uh, you're like a fucking, what's it called? Uh, firefighter. firefighter. You're yes, literally a yes, firefighter. Yes, it's operation. Yeah. It's real. Now, but, and I prefer now because my life is much better when I don't need to do that 24-7. Yeah. Now it's just relaxed. You know, I'm sick. I take a day off. It's so nice. I need to take my birthday a week off. I do it because things are slow in corporate. You're working with products and insights and reports. 
Uh, so I prefer this world. Bro, I remember. <laughs> dude, I remember when you were working at Vancouver that first time. Yes, and you, bro, you, you were came like, to visit. You were remember? like broken out, bro. You were like, I am like, I could see the physical result of stress. It yeah. just you. You look like, I'm like, man, they're working. You're working crazy hours. The pressure is insane. You know, thank yeah. God you've put yourself into something, you know, yeah, sustainable. And the biggest mistake I've done, that was 2015, like our first year at, after graduating. Biggest mistake I did was try to excel. Yeah. Uh, because I thought I naturally assumed the way we were raised, especially with the immigrant vibes, you have to excel. It's yeah. natural. Yeah. But it's not necessarily the best thing for your health. Yes. And family. <laughs> yes. And relationships. Social life. And, social, and those things are, social life is part of health. Your physical Fitness is part of health. Your soul being in, at peace is part of health. So that's what I prioritize now. So it's okay if I don't excel at work. It's completely Because you're part. thinking about longevity now. I'm thinking about my health. Yeah. If, if my health preserved means I lose my job, it's okay. Yeah, exactly. That's a net positive. That's fine. Yeah. Previously, it was, no, I can't fail. Yeah, I can't, yeah. this deliverable, I have to. I yeah, have. it must, it must. So 4 a.m. and the fucking... Uh, What's called BA the um, what's called the the banking guys actuarial mm. not actuarial CPA not to, you know all the guys that do investment banking IB yes all those guys like the the trench people yeah they take that same like I gotta excel shit and they murder them they, those guys that I, go to like J P Morgan Morgan Stanley those get they're working till four a.m. on decks I they gotta it. be back in at seven a.m. I hate it I don't like it I think it's one of the most toxic ideas where programmed with a yeah. lot of them are useful it's good to seek education and excel in general but most of the low early 20s people i've met especially those who excelled in university are struggling with their making long-lasting relationships that are meaningful and fulfilling um staying in touch with family having a good relationship with your parents with your brother with your sister so that's my only advice is don't take it so seriously health comes first always because without health nothing matters anymore what yeah. are you gonna do 40 years old and you can't walk because you you broke your back and you have a million in the bank what are you gonna do with that million you can't even travel imagine you're doing chemotherapy and someone just sends you an email like can you forward me the meeting invite <laughs> and you're like trying to get a laptop get on wi-fi so you can forward a meeting you're like what the fuck am i doing yes exactly right and that's why i have a lot of respect for someone who does what they love when i when i talk about you to my friends like when I'm telling them about the show, I always give the story. He used to be in engineering and now he's doing, I'm sure not everything you do, you love. There's administrative work. There's annoying work. The editing this annoys the hell out of me. That's why I was trying to get a producer. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But if some of the things you're doing bring you joy, that's enough. It'll oh, never it's most, be. It's most. It, yeah. That's yeah. phenomenal. For me, it's like it used to be 10% of my operations. Now it's 30, 40%. Yeah. So maybe next year it'll be a bit more until I get to a place like you're carving out your life so to slowly get 100%. Yeah, uh, close get to 100. Two. Yeah. yeah. You converge probably. Like if you enjoy you're not going to love everything, yeah. If you enjoy 60% of what you do, I think that's the win. The, the majority. Yeah. yeah. The over 50% rule, yeah. right? I mean, nobody enjoys flossing. Yeah. Do you? Dude, I know <laughs> I know I'm dodging something I really need to be doing when I go, you know, I should floss. <laughs> that's what I know. Like, it's like my taxes are due. I should, I haven't flossed in a oh, while. Yes. That's what I know. I'm fucking like, dude, procrastinating like crazy is what, I, what I'm flossing. Oh man, I got the water flossers. They help. But six months after it, I go to the dentist. He's like, yeah, it's not a replacement. You still need the regular flossing. I'm like, yeah, what's what the, the point? Yeah. What's the, why do we do this? <laughs> dude, 
but it's much easier if you haven't tried it i highly recommend the water flosser it just sprays water in your mouth okay dude and it dislodges everything and yeah you don't I'm, not have gonna, i'm not gonna get it bro you I'll, like, i'll get you one yeah no yeah. i'm not if, what if, if you gotta do both fuck it you can do the regular flossing once every week if you have a water flosser you don't have to do it every day really is it good Does it's it feel, is really it? easy to use yeah yeah it feels and it's nice. more satisfying for sure a less barrier of entry i've never since i got it every time i brush i floss for 30 seconds and then i brush yeah it feels good <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. I'm going to get out. Dude, we're learning everything. Because you know when you brush, there's sometimes small bits of food that kind of like you're brushing, but you know you didn't really get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just going through the motion so you can go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This one, you just dislodge everything quickly and then you brush. Oh, you brush after. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, that makes sense, I guess. You're just like packing the food down. You're like, this is just compressing it. I can tell, but I'm doing it. You're right. It works. It works. It's so funny how we just fucking convince ourselves. Half the shit we just need to convince ourselves about. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. You basically decide deep inside what you want to do, and then you rationalize it to yourself. That's life. Yeah, right? yeah. And we don't even know where the decisions, the thoughts we're having now, I don't know where they're coming from. I literally don't know. I was talking just another podcast where I was like, do you ever want to, and you and this ties to you nicely, where it's like, I want to get something. It's on Amazon. The most reason I go on Amazon is because the review system. It's good. Yeah. It's comprehensive. There's negative. I look at the top worst, the top good, you know, that I just want a community-based review system and Amazon has the best one, you know? It's a it's, it's, uh, fun fact about that. When Bezos suggested it in the late 90s, it was very difficult to sell the idea that we're going to allow negative reviews. It never used to be the case. If you go online, nobody puts negative one-star reviews on their own product. No, of course not. But Bezos was like, guys... We're gonna be honest. If it's good, we tell them it's good. If it's bad, we tell them it's bad, and they decide. And it it's patented, I think. Even the one-click purchase on the right, you know that. By now, I use it all the time. It's patented also. Really? That's why nobody else uses it. Really? Yeah, it's frictionless. One button instead of four How clicks. How the fuck do they patent that? Like a streamlined single uh, button. If you have good enough lawyers, you can patent your name. I don't yeah. know. You can patent the immigrant section, so nobody can use these. Two oh, words. I'm working that as we see. No, <laughs> not at all, <laughs> dude. Yeah, but like. Sometimes I'll know I'm lo- want an item, and like I'm scrolling through the reviews, and I just and I see a bad one. I'm like, ah, it's like it came broken. I'm like, there's always a faulty part, yes. right? No process is perfect, exactly. And then I don't want it. I'm just honing in on all the not. Look at this. Look at oh, look at this shit. Fuck, fuck it. I'm not nice. getting. You know, you decide in advance. So do you look at the stars? Or do you go and read the reviews only oh. if it's a lot of stars? Or how do you how do you go about? No, that? I don't trust the star system, especially okay. after like Google reviews too, because it's like I always look at most recent. That's mm. important. I'm like, what's happening these last three months of these orders, right? Because okay. maybe they did it some engineering change. Like there's a I was looking at one where it's like, uh, I just got a puppy. Nice. I saw someone uh, Jay's girlfriend. She recommended a, a, a puppy, <laughs> a puppy treat on Amazon. Oh, okay. She sends the link. Link is like four and a half stars from thousands of orders. And then I go look at the most recent. They're like, don't get it. These doubled in size. The puppy can't shoot it. The last like 40 ones were like, these got too big. And I'm like, see, so I'm not going to. The the overall 4.5 score is covering the entire history of this product. Mm-hmm. Right. But you got to look at what's happening. What has shifted in the meantime. And Google reviews too. Google, so many people will start businesses that are fucked. Like I've worked for businesses that are the worst, but they have a great Google review. Because when you go in there, they have people all the time going like, do good reviews, do good, do good five-star reviews, one leave one line. Like they got an army of people doing that. 
to dilute the negativity, which is like, and then when you find the negativity, it's always a full paragraph of exactly, and all the positivity is one line. Great, the best, great business. So, so trustworthy and transparent. A hundred of those. Review fraud is one thing both Google and Amazon are working very hard on, but you remind me, there's a website online, just Google, or we'll put it in the show notes. You put in the product with Don't the tell link. me what to put in the show notes. <laughs> I I, I will, I'll send it to you and you decide what you want to do. Um, you put in the product? You put in the product and we'll tell you the percentage likely that there's fraud in these bunch of reviews. So really? if you see like a thousand, they're all 4.5 star, you throw it there, it'll tell you 30% are fake reviews. So then you can decide. Because you're right. Yeah. Everyone's incentivized to keep their reviews up. And they do that sometimes by really bad ways. I have an inner barometer of that fakeness thing. You, I, yeah? Yeah, of you, course. You bro. read from the text, right? From the oh, I, I scroll, I scroll, I scroll, I scroll, I scroll. Like, dude, this freaking, um, this charity, we could wrap up on this pretty much. Uh, but this charity reached out to me. They reached out to all these content creators last Ramadan. They're like, Ramadan is coming. Oh, my God, we're going to collect uh, money for water wells in Bangladesh or some shit like that. Yeah. And they start sending all this, like, I forget what it's called, like, and you go on the website, and it's like a little African girl, like, starving and all this shit. And once they start going in the back and forth, first of all, the part that struck me was we get a 10% cut of all of, we as, 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 the, as, as, as the, whatever you want to call it, as the content creator, we're supposed to make original content to plug this thing. Guys, this year Ramadan, alhamdulillah, it's here, man. We it, it's all about giving back. So the, I'm I'm working with an initiative to get water wells to Bangladesh, okay. and you get a 15% cut. I'm like, if I'm getting 15% at the very end, imagine of this, what they're they're getting. getting 90. No, none of this money's making it. And I go Google them, and their reviews are like again 4.1. Okay, you want to say the name or I forget the name. Okay. I forget the iHack or something like that, which is how ironic. Like uh, uh, <laughs> international humanity, clue. blah blah blah. I forget. But th they do all of this. They take your picture. They add it to a a nice Photoshop post you're supposed to make on Instagram with a link. Everyone gets dedicated links so they can track the money. And I was like, it was so involved on that level. And we get the cutback. I started going look at the reviews. The reviews were from the receiving bodies mm. at all of the places. They're like, we have been in court with them since 2017. Have yet to receive the Lebanon explosion. They got donations for that. Remember the Lebanon port explosion? Yes, yes. They're like, we have never received the money. They always tell us this. No one has ever received the money from these people. Oh my God. It's a pure That's scam. Bad. It's a pure scam. That is horrible. And and they're on a WhatsApp group with 10 Listen, people. Inshallah, guys, we're going to raise 20. Last I, time. I respect a good scam, but when you're doing it with donations on the pretense of helping people, it's like a different level of Shit. Like scam me on this book and try yeah, 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 yeah. and I'll respect your hustle. You know, I'm tell job. me how to get rich and it doesn't really tell you how to get yeah, rich. Okay, yeah. Okay, sure. Have my, but that's just next level. The I most fucked up say. part was they would send you the, the videos. They would cut videos where it's like you say, guys, I'm Bangladesh this, and then they take that and they add dude the sad. <laughs> and fucking guy just walking forty feet to get water. The saddest propaganda shit i'm like this is fucked you guys and we're in a big whatsapp group with all these creators i'm like i left the thing and i was like yeah i'm done with this but i'm like and then i see all these other creators like guys i'm with the iHack thing and it's like i'm like we should expose wow. their ass that's such a fucking scam you know they're gonna come after me now that's I, big money i'm getting in the way of bro <laughs>
Man, another one we should talk about is United Way. I remember when we were working in construction, there'll be donations um, campaign at the end and everyone has to donate. And then on every dollar you donate, the actual donations are five to 10 cents and 90 goes to the company. Administrative cost. Between commission like you, administrative, blah, blah. So it's in general, anytime you want to donate or do good, it's always better to hand it to the person you think needs it as close as possible. Like if you know people, in that country, if you know people in your own country, send them the money, even if it loses 10, 20 percent. But don't go through any organization, even the best well-meaning Red ones. Red Cross, all these. They have administrative costs. Of course. It's normal. Maybe 20, 30, 40 percent of what you donate is going to be. Right when I saw a billboard on the Gardener of Red Cross being like, you text 737 to support Ukraine. I was like, that's a billboard they're paying for. <laughs> yes. Not at a loss. Like, but, this is a business. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 100%. that's prime real estate for a billboard. It's right, cheap, especially the big. Give brands. that money to Ukraine. It's like no. Well, well, we want to raise awareness and and g- get the most traffic of support to them. You could you if those their salespeople would probably talk circles around your ear like, well, this is the way aid is administered in in the modern world. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, but fuck it. I mean, it's like it. It shouldn't be less than seventy five percent. The way I look at it, it's like if it's fifty fifty, that's fucked up. Even too. fifty is a lot. Fifty yeah. fifty, that's fucked. Give us 10 bucks. We'll make sure five gets to them. Why? What the or, fuck? Or here's the compromise. You should mention in your pitch what percentage of your donations are going to make it to the end. So whatever it is, you should say that on your website. And it I've seen small-scale incredible ones that do 96% to the person. But they're small-scale. Mm. They they tell you exactly what the 4% breakdown is. That's like, it. You know, but I, they're, I'm like, this is as soon as this scales up, the mu- the powers to be are going to be like, well, we're, there's cost to scaling. You know? yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to take more of it. You know, it's yeah. like, and it's tax free. It's a whole fucking, that's probably one of the most evil, ironically, it's probably one of the most evil shit happening is what's really happening with donations because it's tax free, non uh, for profit, really? protected by this and that. Yeah, those guys, the non for profit people, they all have mansions, you know? Yeah. That's pretty sober. It's a fucked up world, bro. But as long as your specific knowledge is to scam people, I say do it. You know what I mean? If it's your passion and keeps you up at night <laughs> and you're creative and how you... And you can't stop thinking about how to scam good people out of their money. Well, you found your passion. You know what I mean? Double sure. down, you know? Absolutely. Start and run. <laughs> right? <laughs> but bro, this has been a pleasure to have you, man. How do you, how do you feel? I had a really good time. Hope, hopefully we'll do it again. And wish you... A lot of success on continuing this. Keep you're putting in the reps, and uh, I respect that. So keep on putting in the reps at the gym and in the studio. In the studio too. Yeah, because you know I'm putting them in at the gym, right? Yes, but I mean like the reps of actually keeping this going every week. Hey, Matt, this is the final episode, <laughs> guys. <laughs> on that note, how, how this has been a great podcast. How long do you think you're gonna be keeping the weekly episodes up? Well, I don't know. I've been thinking about that. Where it's like, do I want to keep doing this or do I want to just? close it at a nice 250 episodes or 300 episodes or whatever and then start the boss like i'll never stop podcasting mm-hmm. just the brand, i love podcasting yeah or- like just call it the the boss wahab podcast or something just so it doesn't have to be like a specific i could just be my, it'll just be my podcast you know uh and then at that point if, you know if you say anything it's like i gave you 250 episodes free it's like what the fuck are you gonna say you know what can be said right but we'll figure it out at that time who knows what'll happen maybe i'll go to a thousand episodes who knows I thought about this the other day. I'm almost at 10% of all of Joe Rogan's episodes, which is pretty good. Nice. 10%. That's within a magnitude of power, right? So like, how, how long has he been going? 
He's and like at episode like 1800, 1700, something like that. And do you know if he's weekly as well? or he's, He does like three or four a week. Oh. Yeah, maybe one a day. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I would like to do more, but at the same time, the just the bottleneck of me editing it, doing stand-up, making videos, it's, it, I'll, it's too much. It's just too much, you know? Each episode, you cut, like, all this stuff. Once we can get it really streamlined with the producer so he can do live switching during the episode. Interesting. Then it'll make things much easier. Because right now, after this fucking episode, I got to go back and be like, Alan talked. I talk. Alan talked. And I talk for the whole episode. And I see multiple cameras. Does that mean you need to download like two videos? Yeah, dude. Edit uh, the audio, sync it to the video. Make Oh, the audio is nest separate. It. Yeah, the audio is on this separate. So edit the audio so it's great. Bring it into Premiere. Make Frame these well. Color them up. Brighten them up. Sync it with the audio. Nest it. Allow multi-camera editing. And sit there. One, two, one, two. The whole episode. And then anything we talk about, we also bring it up as well. So now I'm doing a new thing where it's like we superimpose, you know, if we're relating, if we're talking to about specific topics, we just superimpose it on top. So it's like, like it's a fucking effort, man. Like 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 what Jeff Bezos know. bald head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You know, just to keep viewer retention, just so there's more value of watching it rather than, you know, just so you don't see two talking mouths exclusively. I, I, I like it. it you know? I also like the cuts where you zoom in and out. Yeah. I think they help and... Oh, I zoom, baby. I zoom all day. But yo, this has been a fucking pleasure, man. Alan, please. My pleasure. Look into the camera. Let the people know where they could find you, where they could hit you up for these books. You can just put a comment, I guess. Um, I don't have anything to sell, so I don't have a proper website or anything, but my Instagram's AEO underscore. And if you are interested in this free book, just let me know and I'll shoot it out to you because Abbas took the other one and I think he's already reading it. <laughs> he's already started. Um, so yeah, free. hope you guys enjoyed. If anyone has any corrections or any facts that you heard that you think you can improve on philosophies, please drop in the comments and help us help me improve. Man, this guy knows how to up engagement. <laughs> Yo, but seriously, as always, scroll below. All his stuff is in the description. From my end, so uh, follow the socials, abbaswahabdoc uh, underscore. Support the show directly. If you enjoy what you see, it is a two-bit operation here. Everything you see is done in-house. So Support is appreciated at patreon.com slash the immigrant section. Besides that, thank you for tuning in. Alan, thank you for reaching, man. Until next time, your boy signing out. Peace. Um,